Hi! Welcome to the CGOB Sports Show podcast. Mitchell Clinton of Jets TV stops by to talk about the Jets game, their last home game of the season coming up against Montreal. Also, some thoughts on Bob Cole calling his last game in Winnipeg. Kerry Lines, the president of the MMJHL, also stops by to talk about their postseason so far, round two beginning this weekend. And the power parlay, Philly Joe and I will try to make some money, I guess. We'll see how that goes on the podcast. We welcome in Mitchell Clinton of Jets TV to the show. Mitch, the big news out of practice is that it looks like Dustin Bufflin will be in the lineup tomorrow night against Montreal. Yeah, I mean, Paul Maurice tends to be a guy that likes to kind of see injured players come back the next day, make sure that they're they're all good. They came off of practice fine. There weren't any setbacks or, or anything like that. So he was uh, hesitant to kind of declare him in, but it's always a good sign when uh, Bufflin's taking regular line rushes with Ben Sherrod, who actually had a pretty good quote today because obviously he's been playing with Sammy Niku uh, for the most part uh, the last little while. And Ben Sherrod was asked about, you know, what's the difference? And, and, you know, obviously both of them are offensive guys, but, you know, obviously Bufflin's got a little bit more of a, uh, veteran status to him and Sherrod basically said well with Sammy I'm the one doing the yelling but with Buff I'm the one getting yelled at for the most part so uh, it's a pretty good laugh uh, at practice today but you know if he if Bufflin does come back obviously it's a it's a big boost he's a guy that was uh, I mean he's only played 37 games this season and only five since uh, December 29th when he first uh, sustained that first lower body injury so he would be uh, definitely a big boost for the for the Winnipeg Jets. We'll have to see at morning skate tomorrow, but uh, all indications would point to him being uh, back in the lineup. Well, and especially for a team that's coming off two straight home losses, and last night's just it got a, just a kick in the heart after le- leading four two, losing five four late to have him back can't mm-hmm. hurt for sure. Yeah, and, and Paul Maurice kind of described it as you know that was definitely one of those ones that's that's a kick in the teeth, but. You know, over the course of uh, over the course of 82 games, yes, you're going to have those, but it's how you kind of come back from that. I mean, and, and of course, the the next game you want to be able to respond. But the Jets have always been quite good at the day in between uh, those two games. So they they had the tough loss last night. Then they come back to practice today. They do what's called kind of handling their day, make sure that they they get the best that they can out of practice. But Maurice gave a little bit more insight into practice today and kind of the video session that they had. He said it's not necessarily just a matter of you, you pull up your mistakes and you say, okay, well, we need your stick to be here or, or anything like that. They do some of that, but at the same time, there's there's a little bit of, okay, what were the themes? What kind of got us into these situations? And then that way, you're making one fix that could potentially fix six things as opposed to treating, you know, 10 individual things for the sake of giving a number. You know what I mean? So that was kind of the approach that they took today. Then they got on the ice and, uh, you know, they wanted to get up and down the ice as quickly as they could. They had about a 35-minute skate uh, on Friday. And it was a matter of, all right, we've we've worked on these things. Brian Little said they focused on some defensive uh, zone stuff. There was a lot of five-on-five going on uh, in in preparation for the Montreal Canadiens tomorrow. Do you find it interesting that, you know, they've got a lot of division rivals right now, division games, they've got a lot of conference games, and then just plop right in the middle of all this is one random Saturday night game against an Eastern Conference team that's fighting for their playoff lives? Yeah, it just kind of comes out of nowhere. But, uh, I mean, that's kind of the way the, the National Hockey League schedule works sometimes. I think 
you have a you have a four game Western Conference road trip to close out the year, which I think is exactly what you would want if you're the the National Hockey League schedule maker. You want Western Conference teams going up against each other to try to determine playoff seeding or or wild card seeding or what have you. Uh, but yeah, definitely different. I mean, I, this is my sixth season with the team, and I'm trying to remember the last time that uh, the Jets faced an Eastern Conference opponent this late in the year. And now after this interview, I'm going to go back and look at the schedule and be like, oh, how did I not remember that? Right. But for the most part, uh, yeah, normally it's, it's very Western Conference heavy at the end of the year. And it's been it's been kind of a tough travel schedule for the Jets since the All-Star break. I think Paul Maurice referenced today, 17 and 19 road games are outside the central time zone. So there's a whole lot of bouncing back and forth that the Jets have been doing. Uh, but that being said, you know, everybody's kind of got those those stretches in the schedule and uh, they're quick to reference that as well. Absolutely. So after tomorrow night, they're done for home games this season. And depending on what happens, th- there's still a chance they don't get home ice in the first round because of how hot St. Louis has been. They still could potentially catch the Jets. Is that something that they're worried about? I don't think it's it's something that they're talking about. I mean, one of the things that uh, that Palmer's talked about just before the uh, the game against the Islanders is, is first will always trump rest. He was asked about, you know, do you look at, at resting players at, at a certain point here? And one of the things that he wants to get, you know, first in the Central if they can, and why wouldn't you? Uh, they still have the fourth best record in the National Hockey League at home, even though they've had these uh, couple of setbacks this week. Um so I don't think they're they're worried necessarily about teams coming behind them. I think they figure, you know, if you handle your business, you're still you're still two points up. Granted, the National Predators play tonight, and I believe they play tomorrow as well. So they've got a set of back-to-backs coming up. And St. Louis, as you know, as they have been for a while, have been uh, just a team that's on on a roll. Um, you know, it's not something you can worry about. The Jets have always been a team that pretty much focuses on what's in front of them. And they're in a position where you're two points up in the central division. You know, if you, if you take care of your business, you should still be there at the end of the season. And I think they're just trying to take advantage of that uh, position. They've worked hard to be in that position uh, throughout the season and have held off uh, a number of charges from the Nashville Predators in that regard. So uh, we'll see what happens over the last five games or so here. But, uh, you know, the Jets will be wanting to, to handle their business against the Montreal Canadiens, who, like you said, are, are a desperate team coming into Bell and TS Place tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. They are right now on the outside looking in in the Eastern Conference picture, but still a lot can change there as well. One thing I neglected to mention from practice today is that Kyle Connors back on the top line with Mark Shifley and Blake mm-hmm. Wheeler, maybe trying to recapture some of the magic they had for a lot of this year. Yeah, and it's something that Maurice's reference, you know, is something that will happen uh, over the course of, of things. Uh, as the season goes on, you know, Patrick Laine obviously got a look in that spot. Nikolai Ehlers has had a, a look in that spot. And Kyle Connor, like you mentioned, has been a, a guy that on that top line has, has produced as well. So for Maurice, I think it's a number of things. It's, it's one of those situations where you want to get a look at as many line combinations as possible uh, going into the postseason. You'll have your plan A going into the playoffs where you will want your lineup to be. But if you get into game two and you're like, you know, I might want to switch this up a little bit and maybe get a little bit of a different look or a little bit of a different matchup, you want to know where you can go with uh, with different line combinations. So obviously Kyle Connor has a lot of experience uh, playing with Shifley and Wheeler. It's a position on that left side that takes a lot of uh, a lot of gas out of the tank every single night to be able to play at the level that you have to not only in the offensive zone, but the defensive zone. As well, you're often uh, going up against the opposition's best in that position. Uh, 
And for Nikolai Ehlers, who was uh, on the left wing with Kevin Hayes and Patrick Laine today in practice, obviously a familiar spot for Ehlers and Laine. And uh, Kevin Hayes is a guy that uh, obviously has shown a whole lot of smarts uh, all over the ice uh, ever since he came to Winnipeg and really even before that. But Jets fans have had a really good look at the kind of player that he is since he came over from the trade deadline. So excited to kind of see how these lines uh, shake out against the Canadians. Absolutely. Before I let you go, Mitch, Bob Cole is calling the game tomorrow night. It's his, uh, I guess, second last game that he's calling, last one here, and then he calls the the Habs-Leafs game next Saturday night. Just someone growing up in Canada, what your thoughts on Bob Cole's legacy? Oh, the Olympics is is the first thing that kind of comes to my mind. I mean, I remember Joe Sackick's big goal against mm-hmm. the U.S. in 2002, and it's it's that call that really stands out to me. And uh, you know, just to to think of his voice is just synonymous with uh, every Saturday night game I ever watched. And there's a little bit of a conversation about that kind of around the rink uh, today, just about the fact that that Bob Cole's going to be here and. It's seemingly everybody everybody that talked or had a story, it was always, you know, yeah, Saturday night I was at home and, you know, Bob Cole's calling uh, calling the Leafs game, which was uh, more often than not what was on uh, at, my, at my house. And so it's just going to be crazy to, to have him in the building and uh, to hear uh, him call the game. And I'll, one thing I'll never forget, uh, when I was uh, kind of just starting with the job, uh, Bob Cole was a guy that uh, was calling a game in Nashville uh, when the Jets were there. And he was a guy that, you know, took time out of his schedule or on game day to just kind of have a quick chat with me while I was still a, a young guy kind of getting into the National Hockey League. So uh, things like that, you never forget. And I imagine that there's going to be quite the ovation for him by the Jets fans, too. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like I said, everybody's got a got a story that involves Bob Cole calling a hockey game that you were watching. And for me, it was the Olympics and numerous hockey night in Canada uh, weekends. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, to seeing the reaction with him in the building tomorrow. Absolutely, Mitch. Well, I appreciate your time, and we'll see you at the game tomorrow night. Sounds good. See you tomorrow. Second round of the Manitoba Major Junior Hockey League playoffs begin tomorrow when the top seed Pemina Valley hosts Stonewall, a seven seed who stunned the Raiders in round one. Joining me to preview the second round and look back at round one is Kerry Lyons, president of the MMJHL. Kerry, what have you thought of the playoffs so far? Well, it's been it's been exciting, and I would I would say, you know, with every playoff season, what what you kind of look for is the excitement level, the the number of fans that that come out and, and enjoy the the level of hockey that's there. But with, with that, uh, you know, there's there's always some upsets, and I would say there was one upset in the first round with uh, another one that could be deemed as a mild upset. But with Transcona moving on, that would be the mild one. The game seven last night, that certainly could have gone either way, and. Uh, Stonewall taking care of the defending champion uh, Raiders. Uh, that was a big surprise, and and good on Stonewall for for coming together at the right time of year and 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 taking down the champs. So it's uh, it's going to be exciting. Absolutely, Stonewall finished with 50 points in the standings. Raiders had 63. They were second place, and Stonewall took care of them in five games. A bit of a bit of a shock there. Yeah, I think so, and I just think both teams, uh, both teams, both clubs are are very well coached, and uh, you know there's something to be said about a, a team peaking at the right time of year. And even you look at the the number one team, the Pemina Valley Twisters, who finished ahead of everybody by a decent margin. 
Charles would push them. It was a sweep, but three of the games were one-goal games. There was an overtime game, so it kind of shows you the, the level of competition in the league. Yeah, and it, it goes back to the start of the year. And, I mean, even St. Boniface that finished out of the playoffs this year, I just they were in a lot of games, and they, they could be one, one or two players away from really competing and being in the middle of the pack there as well. But on a, night, on a nightly basis, uh, there's not a lot of blowouts, and uh, um, it's competitive, and uh, that's what we want. We want the fan excitement level uh, to mirror uh, um, you know, the effort that's, that's put out on the ice. So it's, uh, it's been good. Another thing I've noticed just looking at the results so far is that home ice really hasn't meant much. No, no. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, been, it's been bruiser hockey out there too. And uh, a couple of the three of the games I've, or four of the games I've taken in so far, just hard hitting and uh, fast skating, fast skating games. So, um, you know, I, I think Pemna Valley and Stonewall are, are rested going into the second round, but they play each other and uh, the other two uh, combatants are, are coming off uh, a, a, short, a short window there and uh, they'll be right back at it uh, Sunday night. Really looking for uh, two really exciting series and I think we're going to have it with these two matchups. And what I really like about the Stonewall-Pemna Valley matchup, uh, you go back to 2002 and they were both expansion teams. And they're both our, our two rural teams in our, our league. So looking for some really good crowds and really good, fast, exciting hockey out of that, out of that matchup. Yeah, road teams 12-9 and nine by my math so far in the first round of the playoffs. You also had the Transcona series just wrap up with St. Fatal last night. You had a Game 7. That's always dramatic. A lot of road wins in that series. Uh, so you got some kind of city pride, too, with St. James going up against Transcona. You betcha, and I, I I think that'll be a hard-hitting series from both sides. Both teams are are large and uh, like to play the boards and um, fast and and lots of scoring. So could be could be a bruising series, and uh, looking forward forward to forward to a lot of excitement there as well. From the president's point of view, how much do you enjoy the playoffs? Well, it's it's the time of year that I mean I'm a I'm a hockey guy from way back and I used to own the Pemna Valley Twisters so um, you always look forward to playoff uh, hockey as as from an ownership standpoint um, that's that's when you get your biggest gates and um, the, you're playing for something at this time of year and um, people in Winnipeg love hockey and uh, you really notice it at playoff time uh, more people come out and. Um, we're down, you know, when we talk about parity uh, throughout the season, uh, we're right down to it at, at this time of year. And again, with a, a couple upsets uh, in the first round, it, it's going to be exciting again. Do you try to get to as many games as possible? I do. I, this is uh, the time of year I look forward to the most. And I, I try to get to the rink early and visit with both teams and um, ownership-wise and um, wish them well and uh, look forward to, to staying for the game. So, uh, I can only get to one a night, but uh, you know, sometimes when you have those bridge series, uh, going over the bridge is always fun too. Uh, from St. James over to Charleswood, but uh, but that's during the regular season. Uh, take it two and a night, but uh, this time you're real happy to to take one in. So your weeknights are pretty well booked up for the next few weeks. Well, I would think so. Uh, you know, um, try to get out to as many as I can, and uh, I know our executive level, my past president and uh, the VP, uh, we, we try to get out 
um, split it up and 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 take in as many as we can. So, well, Kerry, I appreciate your time tonight and uh, enjoy the rest of the playoffs. Yeah, thank you, and uh, hope to see you at the rink. I did the some mental number crunching today. We've been doing the power parlay, Philly, Joe, and I, uh, Philly and Joe from Power Mornings, since I think not long after the show started, only a few weeks into the show, back in October. Once have we all gotten our picks right. Just once. Now, I don't think we've ever gotten them all wrong. But, uh, yeah. Welcome back to Two Out of Three Ain't Bad with Philly and Joe as we continue to get two out of three every week, it seems, on the Power Parlay. Last week, Joe went back to his Jets and they crushed Nashville. I picked Orlando. While there might not be a league much longer, they won last week by uh, a margin that covered the spread. And then there's Philly who picked the upset, St. Louis over Virginia Tech, and it was uh, it was never a close game. Virginia Tech rolled. So, Yeah, St. Louis let me down. And here's the thing I realized. The thing I realized about college basketball is when you only follow it once a year during March Madness and you have no idea, you know, about a team like St. Louis. Right. Uh, you, just, you just see a few different pundits say, oh, St. Louis could be an upset special. I watched this St. Louis team and they have nobody who can score. I can't believe like if I had to watch them once this year, I would never have picked them. It was terrible. They were down like big oh, all yeah. game. Oh yeah. Now if you watched last night there was a game two games in which teams didn't break 50. So the losing teams didn't break 50. Right. Oregon and Michigan, two just bad games to watch. But that's college basketball. Sometimes yeah. you get the Purdue Tennessee, it goes into the 90s in overtime and then you get some defensive duds. So I wonder, uh, Joe, you got one more home Saturday night game for the Winnipeg Jets. They just lost two games in a row at home. I wonder, will you go with the Jets tomorrow night? You're well, actually wondering. You can't actually be wondering. You know what? No, <laughs> you, I you, totally am. He you, picked Calgary that one time. And yeah, that's right. And that one time I lost. Exactly. Every other time I've taken the Jets at home on a Saturday night. Almost. Yeah. The Ottawa game. Yes. But almost, like eight times out of ten. Yes, 80% of the time. It's what, B-plus in school? <laughs> I'm taking the Jets to beat the Montreal Canadiens. It's a very important game for the Habs. Oh, yeah. And no one better to ask than a, fa- a Hab fan himself. Go. No, but Phil would be able to break it down yeah. for you. I think it's a very important game for the Winnipeg Jets, though, yeah. just to get back on track before they finish up on the road. So it's... I'm taking the Jets in a, I think, they come back with a vengeance like they did against Nashville. I'm predicting the Jets by at least two goals. They'll win big. Montreal's done. The, wow, I, really? Yeah, Whoa. they're uh, if they were play. Look, they're a typical young team. They're very good at home, but of late, especially when these games got really important, they've been horrible on the road. Yeah, they were not good in Columbus. They last weren't good. They weren't good in Columbus. They got. Uh, they didn't play well in Carolina. There's been a few examples of this. And those where, are like must-win games. Yes, that they did not. If they were on home yeah. ice, different story, different team. But right. they just for some reason. They're, well, not for some reason. Young teams typically struggle on the road yeah. in big games, and the Jets are going to be spitting mad. They won't oh, yeah. care how yes. desperate Montreal is. They and Mont- it last night. Montreal's will is really easily broken on the road. So I, th- th- I believe it'll be like a 5-2, 6-1 kind of thing for the wow, Jets. Okay. And that's I, my team, but I just I see what I see. And what kind of ovation is Bob Cole going to get in his last game in Winnipeg? Oh, I, I think he yeah. should get uh, quite the ovation. Yeah. I mean, anybody... Hasn't called a ton of games in Winnipeg just because there wasn't a team here for a no, long time. No, but just for the career, I yeah. mean... Uh, All-timer. Yeah. 
Really? Uh, he's got to be, what, 80 years old? Oh, he's in his 80s, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Crazy. Well, we were saying, like, for me, uh, for all of us, Bob Cole's been the voice of hockey yeah. yes. for my entire for my life. More so for you guys. Right. Yeah. For as yeah. long as I've followed hockey. So you're going back 30 years yeah. for me. Saturday nights, Bob Cole. Well, my That's childhood, it. watching, you know, I grew up in Ontario, so it was a lot of Leafs games, and it was a lot of Bob Cole on those Leafs games on you Saturday know, night. And and a lot of people over the last few years on social media have criticized them for maybe missing a step. But, boy, that voice. Oh, and, still there. Uh, oh, man, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, it'll be uh, it'll yeah. be an emotional night for uh, hockey fans. Yeah. His last game is next Saturday night with uh, Habs and Leafs because, yeah, of course. But also, oh, I got to watch for two weeks for <laughs> Bob Cole. I guess so. Okay, the Canadians are just hanging on. <laughs> okay, my pick. I'm gonna go hockey. I'm gonna go Las Vegas to beat Minnesota. It's on pro line. They're paying a buck seventy Vegas. Okay. I see Minnesota. I see a broken team that's yeah. uh, kind of realized the, the gig is up, I and they so. they could still make it mathematically, but they're a long shot at this point. And Vegas, um, they're going to be third in the Pacific. Yeah. They're just a good team, and they've been getting things together lately. I know they're coming off a loss. Yeah, they've lost to Colorado Wednesday night. There you go. So there's another example of a team that's going to look to bounce back, and Minnesota's very beatable right now. I like yeah. I like a buck seventy for Vegas at home. You guys are, are more sports experts than I am, but have you thought maybe Vegas hasn't necessarily gelled yet with Mark Stone? And uh, oh, they won nine out of ten the before uh, the game against the Jets, mm-hmm. and then they crushed the Jets. Yeah. So I mean. I think they've looked pretty good. Yeah, okay. but but maybe not quite to where we. Ex- I think they'll be a factor in the playoffs. Hundred percent. But, but they got to play Calgary in their division before well, they get. And to they the- got to play San Jose first. Yes, San Jose then- Vegas here. It's going to be on. Too late for you guys to watch. Yeah. But I think oh no, playoffs! I'm watching them. I don't care. Yeah, we I'll, don't. We don't go to sleep during the playoffs. You just You'll, stay up and then host the show. We right. sleep yeah. during the show. Okay. <laughs> so I, uh, I'm just going to go with my heart again because I got Duke right when they were in the ACC tournament. I'm not going to say they're going to win the tournament. I'm going to say they're going to win their two games this weekend. Tonight against Virginia Tech and then Saturday or Sunday night against either Michigan or LSU. They're going to get to the Final Four. After that, we'll figure it out. I know they're still the favorites to win the tournament. You can actually get, I think, 6-1 to odds for them to win the tournament, which is the favorite. It's actually not bad odds. That is good. They almost lost last weekend. I think that's their scare game against a, a gimmicky UCF defense. So I think they're going to take that experience. They find ways to win, and they're going to... I don't think they're going to have trouble tonight with Virginia Tech. Michigan State or LSU Sunday could be more trouble, but they're going to get to the Final Four. So I guess that's almost like a double parlay within the parlay. Yeah. Yes, so, yes. Betting with my heart. Orlando, Once we'll see what happens with the AF down the road. There probably won't be an AF. No, I don't. I don't believe you'll have AF games to bet on next year. They hit the dead end on that road. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) All right. Good luck, guys. Yeah, hopefully a little better. I don't want to let you guys down again this weekend. During the NFL regular season, I actually kept track of how we did, and then I realized it's not that important. Nothing matters, so I'm not going to do that anymore. I just know off the top of my head, we have only been perfect once. And I'm hoping, hoping... Not that there's anything really on the line, but that we can pull through. Here's hoping. Check out the CJOB Sports Show weeknights from 7 to 9 p.m. with Christian O'Mell and the Sports Show Podcast. Not available on iTunes, not available on Google Podcasts, not available anywhere you get your favorite podcasts yet.